0: We're going to start this episode and end this episode with the same theme, the powers that be and their dark, devious plans and what they are up to. Before I play the introduction and officially welcome you to the show, let me open your mind and let you simmer in the evil plotting of the globalists by playing you this clip from World Economic Forum panelist, uh, panelist Mariana Masucato, And she explains how they keep trying these different things and they're failing in controlling us with fear-mongering, but they've got a lot of tricks up their sleeve.
1: That's also, of course, true with COVID, right? We are all only as healthy as our neighbor is on our street, in our city, in our region, in our nation and globally. And did we solve that? Did we actually manage to vaccinate everyone in the world? No. So highlighting water as a global commons and what it means to work together and see it both out of that kind of global commons perspective, but also the self-interest perspective, because it is it does have that parallel. It's not only important, but it's also important because we haven't managed (laughs) to solve those problems, which had similar attributes, and water is something that people understand. You know, climate change is a bit abstract. Some people understand it really well. Some understand it a bit. Some just don't understand it. Water, every kid knows how important it is to have water. When you're playing football and you're thirsty, you need water. So there's also something about really getting citizen engagement around this and really in some ways, experimenting with this notion of the common good. Can we actually deliver this time in ways that we have failed miserably other times? And hopefully we won't keep failing on the other things, but anyway. I did the episode, the four D's that lead to the fifth D of dystopia.
0: I guess we have to add another D, dehydration. Is this the next crisis? Is this the next fear-mongering they're going to do? Scare us about the water? Or do something to the water supply? Or limit the water supply? And you thought that the James Bond movie, Quantum of Solace, was just fiction. It is. It is. But these evil bastards are up to something. Alright, let's hit the introduction and officially get this podcast started. I am James, Black Desert of Patriot, and this is Welcome to the BCP Podcast. I want to show you this tweet that is a replay of a TikTok. Conservatives, does this video of black women with guns offend you? Now, for those of you watching this, you can see that these women obviously like the, word, uh, the color purple and her variations. It probably is some kind of purple-violet group. Uh, but it's a it's a bunch of black women holding up signs that say things like gun rights are women's rights, one in three women, obviously, who are, who are victimized by crimes, gun, uh, gun rights are women's rights again, and women need the second, 20 people per minute, not your victim, believe women, and all these women are holding uh, firearms. Some of them uh, looks like a shotgun. Kind of reminds me of my Mossberg there. Uh, rifles. Is that an Uzi? I've Got my glasses on. Well, anyhow, they're holding uh, fire, powerful firearms. Uh, is this offensive to you? Probably not, if you're on this program, the BCP podcast. Welcome one, welcome all to our show. Big hug to all of y'all. Let's get into some interesting things that Ron DeSantis said the other day.
3: Uh, I understand that one of my residents was here earlier saying that he turned Florida red. All I will say is uh, Ronald Reagan made the point. There's no limit to what you can do when you don't care who gets the credit. Um,
0: This is Ron DeSantis over the weekend during the California GOP address that he gave to the GOP of California, of which President Trump was also there with massive crowds. Now, that seems like an okay thing to say, but it's what he says here and in the following clip with Bill Maher that totally alienates him from Republicans because Republicans support Trump. The Republican voters want Trump and Trumpism. You don't win by insulting Trump. You don't win by insulting his people. And you sure as hell don't win by denying that President Trump was robbed in Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and uh, a few other places I may have forgotten in my rant.
3: I just wish if he was the one that turned Florida red that he wouldn't have torn Georgia and Arizona blue because that's not been good for us at all.
0: He didn't turn it blue, you moron. It was stolen. And you probably know that. Ron DeSantis pretty much nuked his own chances of 2028. I sure as hell don't want him. Had he just stayed in Florida, supported uh, President Trump, his Florida resident, as he referred to President Trump there, not by his name, then 2028, he might have had a shot at it. But his national political career is done.
2: But you campaigned for, for election deniers in 2022. This I do not forgive. Well, to, look, to quote the godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, Carrie Lake, who said Biden is an illegitimate president, Trump didn't. Well, now she's attacking
3: me, so maybe I did make a mistake there, because uh, she's out there saying, she, she's you trying sh- to say that we mandated Vax in Florida, when we did the opposite. We protected people even from private mandates,
0: so, so, so that may have been- But Trump but- lost the election, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bill Maher getting Ron DeSantis to say, yeah, Trump lost the election, which you said before. But we in Magaville feel very strongly about the fact, the actual fact, that the election was stolen. Carrie Lake knows that. He campaigned with her. And Carrie Lake's not turning on him just to turn on him because Ron DeSantis is a backstabber, a a liar, and a denier of the actual stolen election. Bye-bye, Ron. Your chance at uh, the Oval Office I pretty much think is pretty much non-existent at this point. As far as fair and free elections are concerned, they could rig it for you in the future. Okay. One of the big people that's been behind the exposing of the stolen election of 2020, of course, is Mike Lindell's My Pillow. And the onslaught by the weaponized government continues against him. And unfortunately, now, not just against him but his working class employees. Don't drag down my pillow while we're at it. Can you give us an update? Yeah, it's
3: uh, it's been a new attack, Steve. You know, we had American Express go after us and reduce our credit to virtually nothing. Uh, now we have audits. They're going after my employees that were during the, during the China virus, you know, you had all these at-home moms and stuff, everybody out there taking calls at our call center on our contract labor across the country. Now they're doing employee audits. They're trying to take away their jobs that you all call in your orders on. And uh, it started in California, and now there's three other states that are coming at my pillow. And, Steve,
0: it's disgusting. This just was, uh breaking news yesterday. And- they are. They are going after Mike Lindell and his employees. They're going after us. Uh, American Express cutting 90% of his credit line for no reason. It's, it's political. That should be illegal. Well, of course, the rhinos won't do anything. They support this. They are all mini tyrants and Marxists. Now, I showed you my American Express card uh, the other day. and A lot of you, or not a lot of you, but some of you made comments uh, about that but you know i've had american express since 1992 i've got a great relationship with them i've got excellent credit scores excellent credit and i got a lot of perks and that's been associated with my businesses for i guess decades now but yeah yeah it's a, it's 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 tough not to do business with the same tyrants it's just they own the backbone and the system and it, 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 we, it, there has been lots of talk about setting up a, another economy. That is why cryptocurrency has become very popular. It's decentralized. It's not political. And do not confuse cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and others with central bank digital, digital currencies. They're completely two different things. Please do not get those things confused. Now, we've been talking about the destruction of America. I did the 4Ds episode uh, a few episodes ago. And this Clara Pivens plan, right, is to overload the system. Now, we know that they're overloading the system at the southern border. And many people, conservatives and progressive uh, leftists alike, think that because they're not in Texas, California, Arizona, New Mexico, They're not in New York or Florida or other places that that, that they can kind of escape what's going on with the open border. Well, some very, very affluent residents of Oakland County, Michigan are getting an absolute wake-up call that the porous border is affecting them with Latin American organized gangs targeting them, their homes, and their possessions. This was a very interesting little segment from News 4 over in Detroit.
3: Oakland County, now we can tell you a little bit more about who is wanted for them. Gang members, organized gang members out of South America and they are hitting these high-end homes hard. In our area, they are targeting jewelry, precious metals, high-end items such as purses, um, electronics, uh, currency, high-end watches. And if there's a safe that's not attached or they can either break into on scene or carry, they'll do that. Organized crime at its most effective, taking advantage of the U.S. southern border. U.S. laws that release people who get arrested almost immediately. Now setting up shop and taking advantage of high-end homes in Oakland County. Gangs from South America sending people into those high-end homes and stealing a staggering amount of cash, jewelry, you name it. But how do they get here? They typically, we have seen, entered the country one of two ways, either illegally across our incredibly porous southern border, which I'll talk about at the end, um, or they're using the Visa Waiver Program, the VWP program, which is authorized by the State Department.
0: This is all being done by design by the illegitimate presidency of Joseph Robinette Biden, Jr. Okay. Oh, by the way, talking about horrific crimes. Oh, this one is just, oh, this one's just absolutely horrible. A serial shoplifter with a violent record set a store clerk on fire
4: says he's in incredible pain Brian and Andrea and this store clerk says that he's used to dealing with shoplifters on a weekly basis but nothing like this has ever happened. He also said that the shoplifter didn't say a word during their entire confrontation. Surveillance video captured the moment a man the store clerk said shoplifted three times that day, poured lighter fluid on him and set him on fire. The attack left Siraj with second and third degree burns on his face, neck, chest and shoulder. He's been hospitalized since last Friday.
2: It's it's terrible, you know, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm still in a trauma right now. You know, the pain is like it's like seven, eight, you know, out of 10. And when, when we clean the wound, it's like, it's, it's over 10.
4: Siraj, who declined to share his last name, said he's worked as a clerk at Appian Food and Liquor in El Sobrante for about five years.
0: It should come as no surprise that El Sobrante is in the Bay Area of California. This poor guy. But, you know, we've got to let homeless and violent criminals out on the streets. To continue their reign of terror because that's all part of their plan to overwhelm the system.
4: On this day, he said his co-worker alerted him to the repeat shoplifter who stole lighter fluid each time. Siraj tried to stop him while his co-worker grabbed a bat.
2: He just, you know, splashed those lighter fluid on my face, and I was I was so scared at that moment and I don't don't know like what to do and just come to stop him and I don't know, I don't remember he just lit the fire
1: on me.
4: The Contra Costa County Sheriff's Office said deputies arrested the suspect, 38-year-old Kendall Burton, a homeless person in El Sobrante. He's facing charges including assault with a deadly weapon, battery, arson and robbery. He's being held without bail.
0: Bail, that's such a racist idea. (sighs) Okay, all right. Let's go. Let's go back to uh, immigration. Let's go back to immigration. This is a very, very, very interesting uh, article from the Daily Mail. This is uh, this is uh, mind-boggling. Check this out. On board the Biden Express, Daily Mail joins with African migrants at the daily sold-out flight from Istanbul, Turkey, to Bogotá, Colombia that's fueling the surge at America's southern border. Now remember, we're told that these are poor migrants looking for a better opportunity. But that sure is a long and expensive flight to take. Daily Mail secured seats on the now infamous flight TK-800 traveling from Istanbul to Bogota. This flight has gained notoriety as a channel for African migrants aiming to reach the United States, capitalizing on Joe Biden's open border. Everyday Flight TK-800 is sold out, serving as a major conduit for thousands of African migrants making their way to America's southern border. By the way, let's not forget these African migrants have to, you know, traverse the African continent to even get to Turkey. After landing in Bogota, the illegal immigrants continue their journey to Nicaragua, a country with lax immigration policies. Nicaragua really checks the movement of these illegal aliens, making the country an ideal location for those aiming to enter the U.S. This absence of oversight creates a perilous situation. Now, I lived in Nicaragua. I lived in Nicaragua for uh, a few years, and they sure as hell had uh, a visa and uh, requirements when I was there. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, I was going to live in El Salvador for a couple years, and that didn't happen because of strict visa uh, strict visa requirements they had in the 90s for people of black African descent. Isn't that interesting? The Daily Mail reports, This is the Biden Express, the first leg of major new smuggling route across the Atlantic that ultimately allows migrants to flood into and in many cases remain in the United States. Greedy people... Smugglers are stepping up seats only to sell them on to desperate migrants at hugely inflated prices. Daily com, dailymail.com managed to buy two tickets to fly early on Wednesday morning and follow some 150 young Africans who will try to sneak in the United States. Now, obviously, this is not a racist thing. I love black people. You may have noticed I am one of them. And I am black American, but I have a lot of friends that are actual African Americans from Africa from Ghana and Nigeria mostly. and it's so funny that um, that this is a race issue. This is a America law and order issue but 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 I uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Moes on the plane flying from the city where Europe meets Asia to the third largest city in South America were filled with passengers from the African continent. We are told the next available seat on this daily route is for October 20th, but that has almost certainly been snapped up by now. And you can see the photos. It's full of African people coming across. Okay, nothing wrong with people traveling across. But here's the crazy thing. They're paying as much as $12,000 for this journey. Huh? Look, this is America. America arguably the richest country in the world. How many average working Americans have $12,000 per head to make a migratory trip? Yet, these people apparently have $12,000 each to come to America illegally. There's something just strange about that. The news outlet had the opportunity to speak to one of the passengers on the flight, hailing from Sierra Leone, and asked how he managed to fund a ticket that remains out of reach for many hardworking Americans. The passenger, however, opted not to comment on the matter. It's worth noting that the average yearly income in Sierra Leone, a country in West Africa, hovers just below $10,000. So, it was over a year of the average annual uh, income of a Sierra Leonean that he paid to get over here. The Daily Mail reported that passengers from uh, Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan 2 ex-Soviet dictatorships were also on these flights. The lack of stringent checks and in, in the involvement of people smugglers raised concerns about who else might be exploiting this route to enter the United States. Oh, I don't know, maybe terrorists. Oh, no, that can't possibly be. Mallorca says that they have the border controlled and we know where the terrorists are. Adding fuel to the fire, so-called travel agents based in Africa are offering all-inclusive packages on platforms like TikTok, further promoting this dangerous journey. These packages often include transit visas and onward travel from Colombia. And the question is, who the hell is funding all of this? George Soros? Others? What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Now, let me uh, let me show this to you. This is Tucker Carlson. Absolutely giving credence and validity and support to my 4Ds episode a few days ago. It's 2024. These people are desperate. They will do anything in the coming year to disrupt our way of life. It's not going to be about Biden versus Trump. It's about absolutely taking control over us through, you know, by winning the election and disrupting everything by any means necessary so they've done everything they can
3: by legal means which are in fact extra legal means if we're being totally honest completely third world stuff to take the opponent out of the race and they're still losing so i mean i don't know what's going to happen this is not going to be a race between joe biden and donald trump i would bet my beloved fishing camp in maine that that is not going to happen that's not going to happen So what will happen? Well, I don't know. One of like 400 distinct other possibilities. I mean, I just can't even, you know, pick one.
0: We did before on the 40s episode, uh, destruction of the economy, disease X or whatever next planned scamdemic they have going on. And of course, you know, the, the collapse bankrupting us. And then World War III. Take your pick or something else that we're not aware of. We don't know. Or a combination of all three or two of the three or whatever else they have planned along with world war, financial collapse and disease. But the point is,
3: this is this will be forced. These issues will be forced soon, like in a year. And the road from here to November of 2024 is gonna be filled with developments nobody in this room could foresee. I can promise you that. So it's about to get very serious, uh, for sure. It's it's only leadership of the world at stake, which is also, by the way, we now know, the most lucrative possible political franchise in human history. (laughs) So everything's at stake. What wouldn't they do? What haven't they done? What might they do next? Let your imagination run wild. So the question, the only one that you can answer is, how will you prepare yourself for that?
0: It's as if Tucker Carlson and I were on the same wavelength when I did the 4Ds episode. I didn't see this until after I did that episode as I was going through the news and looking for other information uh, to to see if I was going to do a follow-up to that 4D episode. And in a way, this kind of is. Oh, because one of the things as well is not just the financial collapse, war, and disease, but also crime. Overwhelm us with crime and chaos here in our own country. Lay your imagination run wild. What are they going to do? Anything and everything to stop the trajectory of we free, independent, sovereign people from putting Trump back in the White House and going back to a constitutional republic.
3: Take this seriously much as you want to retreat and pretend, everything is fine, sit down. (laughs) It's not fine, okay? Two, you know, maybe if you look across at the people you despise, the small group of people running this country, it is small, it does not represent most people in America, it doesn't represent anything close to a majority at all. Again, just to restate, Donald Trump, who is hated as a blood enemy by over 40% of the population, and who's been attacked in ways no political figure's ever been attacked, in the West, is beating the incumbent president, okay? I'm not sure that's entirely an endorsement of Trump. To some extent, it is, and his empathy, that's real. But it's also a sign of revulsion, deep dissatisfaction with what we're doing. So most people are not on board with this. But the people who are responsible for it are the most dishonest, the most ruthless, the most anti-human group I've ever dealt with.
0: Tucker Carlson hits the nail on the head there, calling it anti-human. I call it what it really is. Demonic, vile, wickedness. These are children of Satan and the liar. These are the people that want to kill everything from unborn babies to born babies who are into rape and pillage and to pedophile and to all kinds of deviant crimes in the pursuit of their passions and power. We can't play nice with these people. Uh, I just saw this on Twitter somewhere. I, I might have screenshotted it, but I don't have it in front of me. We, the, 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 the Romneys and the fake rhinos and some conservatives that even are MAGA, they'd rather lose nobly than fight dirty and I don't mean dirty like illegally doing illegal things, but fight like tooth and nail against these people. And that's what it's going to take. When I say fight dirty against these people, I'll leave that to your interpretation. Does that mean that we also ballot harvest Republican ballots? Does that mean that we also get aggressive as poll watchers? Does it mean that we up the ante somewhere else? That's for you to decide. What I am trying to do here, showing you Tucker Carlson and in the last few episodes, is to put the fear and the concern into your heart about what's to come. So one, you prepare and two, you make up your mind. You have this internal conversation with yourself as I have had with myself, as I have had with my beautiful, lovely wife of almost 27 years now. What are we going to do? What are we willing to do? What are we doing to prepare for what may be coming? Only you can answer that for you and your immediate family and community. It's so dark.
3: They're doing things that can't even on an academic level conceivably help the United States or the population that lives here. Letting in 7 million people from the poorest countries in the world illegally and then immediately putting them all on public benefits? I mean, that right there will destroy the country. And they did that on purpose.
0: Tucker says, on purpose, I say by
3: design. I do think this is a spiritual battle. There's no political explanation for it whatsoever.
0: Oh, you sneaky Tucker preaching to us Ephesians 6.12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Who am I to add more to the Apostle Paul? So we'll leave it there for today.
2: We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administ- the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.